Hello world, we're Big Gay Nerds, the LGBT RPG podcast. My name is Owen, he, him, and I'm joined today by Levi. Hello, I'm Levi, pronouns are they, them. Saturn. Hi, I'm Saturn, my pronouns are they, them. You can find me at The Future Rules on Twitter and Tumblr.com. And Joe. Hi, I'm Joe, a.k.a. Jonix, and my pronouns are also they, them. So today we are going to be doing something that is new, but it is going to be connected to our Masks A New Generation game, um, which might be a little bit confusing to you if you are in the future and you're listening to this as part of the Masks playlist, because I intend on including in that, but this is part of... This is not technically... Our masks game, but it is a part of our masks game. It's in the same um, setting, right? It's part That's of the extended why... universe. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, just think of this as like a free comic book day issue. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what we are playing here um, is a game called C Issue X, which is written by Chris Longhurst, who is a friend of the show. He's the guy who made Pig Smoke and Bleak Spirit which were some of our favorite games. Um, and he came out with this. He approached us about, you know, getting an actual play to help promote it. And I looked at it. I loved the look of it. And I realized we can use this to expand upon what we've already got for masks. So I'm just going to read off what this game actually is because it is not a typical role-playing game. It's not your mama's role-playing game. No, it's or, not. Or maybe unless, it is. If, if your mom, yeah. <laughs> if your mama really likes CSUX, then I guess it is her, her role playing game. But it it, it could be. Um, so, CSUX is a tabletop role playing game where you will both tell the story of a superhero or several, and also stand in the shoes of the writer as you struggle with your ever more unwieldy backstory. When the gray aliens threaten the Earth, that's one thing. When they kidnap Aunt Harriet's dog, that's a little odd, but you can sell it. When they bring the hero back from the grave because of their shared love of board games, you know you're working with real comic book nonsense. Luckily, this is Cape Comics. The nonsense is the bit we love best. C-Issue-X can be played as a solo journaling game or as part of a group where everyone has their own character. Even better, you can play solo, take your character to join a group of four team-up event, then go back to playing them solo, or knock out a few solo adventures between regular group sessions as part of your own continuity. You will need the game PDF, a regular deck of playing cards you don't mind defacing, or 52 blank index cards, and a good pen for defacing playing cards with. If you don't want to face playing cards, you can use a normal deck, card sleeves, or a scrap and scrap paper. Or you can use the micro or you can use the macro-enabled Excel file bundled with the PDF and whatever computer-based writing tools you like, because I'm a huge nerd. So um So and speaking I, I, of the route we're going to take is I have lots of card like uh, extra decks of cards sitting around for uh, card tricks. So <laughs> <laughs> we we have played a bit with the uh, Excel version that's included, and I will say it is a very impressive Excel. Oh, yeah. It uh, is card definitely. card engine thing. So uh, don't worry, you don't have to deface cards if you don't want to. Yes. However, um, we've decided that at least for this first outing with it, we are going to be playing this as like vanilla as possible, except for the fact that there are four of us. We're going to be collaboratively working on a single character. 
I think it's a little uh, easier to podcast that way, yeah. a little easier to follow, and a little to make sure that we'll actually, you know, represent the ins and outs of the game with the uh, time that we have allotted. Exactly. Um, and so, um, as the subject of this game, uh, at first we thought, like, when we were toying with the idea of doing multiplayer, um, that we would do, like, sort of what-if alternate history versions of the main masks crew but uh we then realized that that could get really confusing really fast yeah also sure. it's like it's, it's pretty high concept for you know a one shot basically it's a little hard right. to, to make that track but owen we, had I, a great idea yes so out of all of the various other superheroes in our version of halcyon city there's one that I think is the closest to the group as a whole, and that is their caseworker, Scarlet Macaw. Um, he is... I mean, you know who he is if you've listened to Masks. And you already you know what the fuck it is. He needs exactly. no introduction. <laughs> <laughs> but except, if you're just except this game is kind of the introduction. Right? I understand why people say that when clearly there are people who aren't going to understand <laughs> what that is now. It feels great. <laughs> okay. what i'll say is if this is your first time listening to big gay nerds uh one thank you for joining us two maybe you go listen to the rest of masks i don't know i'm not your dad or your mom like start at the beginning well, of a playlist somewhere but also if you're listening to this specifically to find out what's up with c, c issue x, x. right oh. so um basically all you need to know and honestly all we know at this stage is that um, uh, Scarlet Macaw is a, or at least was a, well, is slash was a street level superhero from the Bronze Generation, um, who was a luchador and specifically an Exotico luchador. I'm already bungling the words. Exotico. I think it would be an Exotico. Okay, Exotico luchador. Um, which meant that he was also kind of camp gay on top of being really good at f flips and grapples and all of that. Um, we've only met him after he has sort of settled down and focused on doing community outreach stuff uh, while still wearing a cool mask. Um, but I realized, you know what, he's probably got a whole confusing continuity behind him. And so this could be a great way to flesh that out. Yeah, he's like, he got brought back as a, because some writer liked him from like back exactly. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like Catman. Or like Luke uh, Cage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's God, what Catman, yeah. God. Look, look, sometimes he's... <laughs> Sometimes you see that kind-hearted gay dad in the suit and colorful mask, and you're like, what was he like when he was a young man? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what we're here to find out. Um, Levi has the cards, and so we are going to be trusting them to uh, handle them. Um, luckily, they're a lot better, in my personal experience, they're a lot better at shuffling than I am, so I think it was a good pick. Um <laughs> And I will be the one who will be recording all of this in a journal, which we'll probably be making available afterwards. It, it only seems right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And aside from that, is there anything else we should go over before we start? There's obviously the rules of the game, but I figure that will be explained as we play. I think we're good. Okay, cool. All right, then. So, how to play. Should I just, like, start off by reading the how to play section? (laughs) I just realized. That's a good idea. Okay, cool. The basic loop of solo play is that the player chooses an arc to play through. Each arc is split into parts, and each part will tell you how to draw some number of cards from your personal deck and assign some to some of them to statements. If you don't draw enough cards, reshuffle your discard pile. I just realized every time I see discard, my brain's going to say discord. Um, <laughs> so just watch out for that. Into a new personal deck and draw from there. Cards can be marked or unmarked. A marked card has a reference to something or someone written on it, while an unmarked card does not. When you assign an unmarked card to a statement, the statement will tell you what to write on it. If the statement doesn't say what to write, leave it unmarked. Cards in this game are considered to have two slots. One for marking on the marked slash unmarked sense and one for memory, which is a summary of a previous arc. Cards can only hold one memory and arcs will tell you when to write a memory on a card. Cards are assigned to statements by suit. You have to assign cards on... Until you either hit the quantity specified or you can't assign any more. For example, if you have to draw four and assign two, but you have four heart cards and there's only one heart option, assign one heart to that option and ignore the rest. Below each statement is a list of questions and writing prompts. Write the answers to these in your journal along with any other details or story elements that come to mind. If you want to zoom in and write a scene in detail, you can do that too, or just leave it as high-level overview if you don't want to. When you assign a card with a memory on it to a statement, write about how that memory, or the events associated with it, colors the events currently playing out. When you're finished assigning cards to statements and writing about them, all the cards you drew, not just the ones you assigned, go to your discard pile. When you run out of cards to draw from your personal deck, shuffle your discard pile and make it into your new personal deck. You also shuffle your discard pile back into your personal deck at the end of every arc. When you run out of cards in your blank deck, your hero has reached the final stage of their career. Write a brief epilogue for them in the journal. Maybe they retire, maybe they die and move on, maybe they continue as a legendary hero. And consider the marked up deck of cards as an artifact of who this person was and what they they did. In theory, we could play through an entire deck's worth of stuff for this character. Um, But we're probably not going to do that all at least not in this episode maybe we'll come back to this that's not feasible for one episode but it depends on how hype we are for this game (laughs) yeah yeah i'm excited oh yeah me too very much so um so let's see there's some stuff about terminology we can go back and reference that um or we can uh start on the origin yes origin is the default starting point Yes, you can only take this arc once, and it must be the first you take. So, uh, on this page, it just walks you through all of it. Um, and the first part is, what is your hero's real name? This is something that I did not know when I created this character and continued to not know until today. Um, but rather than force us all to sit around and try and workshop that, uh, right here and right now uh, on microphone camera I went ahead and picked one and that is Sebastian Santiago because I thought that sounded like a good superhero name that is a good superhero name 
If you are oh, a right. fan of the comic, keep that one under your hat. His identity behind the mask is sacred. Yes. <laughs> I don't think any of our characters know that, or no. may ever know that. Much I don't find this journal in, in the much, mask game and unmask him. Much oh, like shit. all the masked warrior archetypes in Pathfinder 2, the instant someone figures out his true identity, he immediately loses all of his powers and reverts to character level 1. So, like, you can't <laughs> have that. I didn't know about that one. Jeez. Um, okay, so, first, take eight cards from your blank deck, two of each suit. Assign one card from each suit to the following statements. Okay, so I've been doing that while you were going over that. Uh, Alright, so the first one we have up are the spades, and we have a six and an ace. Okay. Um, so... I get so I guess because the second one I guess doesn't matter necessarily because we only have because okay there are six there are sorry there are four slots here one for each suit so I guess we're going to have one unmarked card for each of these yeah because that's now in the personal deck okay um and since I figure we might as well pick the ace just because it's the ace right yeah yeah I don't okay. think. I don't think this, the, this the is actual, the start, so I might as well pick the ace. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the the number values actually matter. No, yeah. it doesn't. I'm just uh, in this. It, I, I it just, just realized that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, but since it's the origin, I just feel that the ace is appropriate. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. So it's so mark the card with the so the spade is you have these superpowers or sorcery or gadgets or dot dot dot. And you're supposed to mark the card with a short description of your powers. This is like the one detail we already knew. Um, he doesn't have powers. He's just really good at doing luchador stuff. Um, and I figure, as I wrote down here in the journal, he probably has some like miscellaneous detective skills as the plot demands. Like, uh, it's, sure, it's, it's probably nothing it, bigger than like mystery ink level right. of detective work. Like he probably would have shown up on on the the Scooby-Doo crossover cartoons. <laughs> oh, yeah. I exactly. mean, yeah, Scooby-Doo crossed over with WWE like five times or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they hung out with Rey Mysterio. It's just... Yeah. Um, so you can just, you can probably just put Lucha there. To, um, and, yeah, just what whatever, like, Oh, particular... so I put uh, skills... Dash, uh, grapples, acrobatics, private eye. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And these these cards are good. They give me, like, space on the top and bottom. Oh, excellent. We can get, we can get some pictures after. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, it also has the question, do they have any limitations? I would say probably human limitations. So the next card is heart. This person is important to you. Mark the card with the name of a friend or family member you care about. What is it that makes them special to you? Now, this is this is entirely new territory for us. Um, yeah, we get to rent an OC. Yeah, yeah. We got a we got a seven of hearts and a nine of hearts. Okay, um, well, seven and- of nine. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, we're crossing he's, over right away. He's a huge Jerry Ryan fan. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I loved your work in Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, it was a documentary. <laughs> oh, 
man. If I were on Trek, I would tell everyone it was a documentary. Anyway. Uh, you going to reverse Space Quest? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we need a friend or a family okay. member, though. Yeah. Um, we don't know anything about his family life. In the in one scene where you called him, I imply that he has a romantic partner, but I don't know if they're someone who was part of his life at that stage. Um, Scarlet Macaw's pal. Scarlet Macaw's main squeeze. Scarlet mm. Macaw's mom. I'm trying to think mm. of like just phrases that would that would really kind of flow for Scarlet yeah. Macaw. So this is like oh, a friend God. or loved one specifically, or is it like family member? It says friend or uh, family member. Friend or yeah. family member, okay. And also keep in mind, this is... This is a guy who's doing stuff on, like, the mean streets of Halcyon City in, like, the 70s and 80s. So I, I, I like the idea, I I like the idea of, of Spider-Man has, like, an aunt instead of... Yeah. As I say, I like the idea of him having, like, a little sister or something. Yeah. Oh. Little well, sister's good. Yeah. Give him some of that anime heat. Yeah. <laughs> is she also sickly? Oh. I like the idea that she's a sickly tomboy a little bit. Oh shit. Yeah. Like she's got just... she's got the fighting spirit, but uh, unfortunately her yeah. the, her ailments are, are holding her back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but so... she always supports him when he's in the ring. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh we can come up with a name later as one occurs to us. Well it says mark the card with the name, so Oh, okay. And we we, we well, already got the last name too, so That's a good point, yes. But also, do um, we want the seven or the nine? I'm sort of leaning towards the nine. Yeah, that's Just right. Randomly. I, like I like the yeah. nine. I like the nine. Okay. Um, right. His little sister Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would... Uh, um, hold uh, on. Uh, what about, like, Julia? I guess Julia, technically, but... Okay, that, that yeah. works for me. Okay, uh, sickly tomboy little sister Julia, um, and let's see what makes them special to you. Um, well, obviously she is his little sister. Um, she's someone that he's got to look out for. Uh, is she like sort of all he's got? I think so. I think for like mean streets of of New York City, uh, asterisk Halcyon City, uh, for the mean streets of Halcyon City in the seventies, eighties, I feel like. Him having a little sister who's his only family or whatever is like that's the trope, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 gets into trouble because like no matter what, he's got to protect his little sister, but he has to juggle that against like being a good man and that kind of shit. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that makes sense to me. Okay, then diamond. This ideal gives you strength when things are bad. Okay, um, just because I am liking it as a, just a potential. Point of inspiration. What numbers have we got? Um, another nine seven. Oh, okay, interesting. Seven of nine again. Oh no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some kind so, of omen happening here. Yeah. So, what kind of? We've sort of got a general vibe of Scarlet Macaw's values. I have to assume that if he has an ideal that gives him strength when things are bad, it's something he has carried forward and maybe informed his decision to wind up uh, doing sort of this 
sort of down-to-earth community work. So what sounds like a good, like, just statement, something that he can, like, say dramatically when he's, like, gonna get crushed under a collapsing stadium? <laughs> Man, at risk of turning him into Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, actually, no, this is Vin Diesel, excuse me. I like the idea of him doing it for his family in some way. Mm. Yeah. Because it works That's with not- A, the little sister, but B, also why yeah. he would go on to but- do the the community service uh, at risk youth yeah. thing because sure. he, he cares pic- about family. Yeah, I'm picturing like the tiger mask thing where like there's also like it's his little sister, but it's like her friends that like come to cheer him on during matches because like he would come to visit them in the hospital and stuff. <laughs> my God, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So and since and then, maybe the seven for this one. That sounds good to me. Um, and so should you just put down like for my family or something. Yeah. 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 Then it also says, "Where? how did you learn this ideal? Probably from having to take care of th- these yeah, remaining family. Primary, from primary yeah. caretaker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And now, this place means a lot to you. Oh yeah, the club. Uh, this place means a lot to you. Mark the card of the place where you spend a lot of time, and what's your history with this place? Alright, so what what have we got for cards? We have an ace and a four. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm good to just jump to the ace again. So Let's see, a place... place? That, this uh, where you spend a lot of time? I feel like... like an old gym of some kind? Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. That sounds good to me, yeah. He probably, like, yeah, I had been thinking bigger because I know that, like, street-level heroes tend to have, like, very small neighborhoods that they, like, bond with super oh. hard, like the Devil's Kitchen um, for Daredevil and all yeah, that. Yeah, Devil's Kitchen with Daredevil. Oh, um, yeah, I got him mixed up. <laughs> Harlem with, uh, One of those with infernal cookeries. Yeah, um, but the gym specifically does sound very fitting for someone Who's got to do a lot of like wrestling and stuff training? Yeah, yeah, he has, he has to do his practice. He has to like you know use the bars or whatever else, whatever people do in the gym. <laughs> I yeah. work out clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what uh, what would be a good name for like a down on its luck gym? I was since it's Halcyon City, um, and it's the place where heroes are. Uh, I was thinking it could be like an old, an old superheroes Ooh. gym, like like a wildcat situation. Yeah, where like yeah, this what guy was the used one to do we stuff in to? the fifties. You went to the you went to the Chuck Atlas gym, right? Oh, it could okay. be Chuck Atlas. It could be it could be Chuck Atlas's <laughs> gym that's like since changed since since we've been you know we we went to like a, sort of a nicer. A nicer version of it. Maybe it used to be really crappy. Mm. It was like a bad part of town that's now not as bad. It, it's the Chuck Atlas gym now. It used to be called the Mr. Cool Ice Memorial Gym, even though <laughs> Mr. Cool Ice is still alive. <laughs> we just want I mean, people to remember him. They don't do that enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as much as I also want to remember Mr. Cool Ice, I do want to. I do want to carry forward my good Chuck Atlas joke. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it's, it was once upon a time, it was the Mr. Cool Ice Memorial Gym. However, now it is the Chuck Gallus Gym in the, in the <laughs> continuity of, in the continuity of uh, Scarlet McCall's younger days. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, actually, the chronology here doesn't make any sense. Never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't want It's okay. I lo- it's okay. There's a different Mr. Cool Ice Gym somewhere. I just got Google Maps confused. <laughs> Uh, so do we want to just keep calling it the Chuck Atlas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good okay. for that. And maybe like number four for this one, since we yeah, that, used the ace. That works, that works for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it said, what's your history with this place? Um, maybe this is where he saw, like, he, like, as a kid, he saw, like, like, fitness and acrobatics and stuff in like a real way and like mm. learn like learn to like learn the ropes as a lucha luchador in this place that sounds good to me yeah maybe he had a mentor we just don't know about yet yeah i'm i'm sure that'll come up in like a later card okay now Shuffle these eight cards together. This is now your personal deck. Alright. So next up, how did you get your powers? Now this is interesting because we know he does not have powers per se, but this can still be a story. So it says draw two cards and assign one to the following statements. So we've kind of got some choice. So I'm not drawing from the personal deck. I'm doing from, from the blank deck still, right? I I'm think you're drawing from the personal deck. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because there's a marked and unmarked uh, question here. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Sorry. Now i got to keep them into uh, separate packets. Hold on. It's really hard to shuffle a very small amount of cards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not hard. You just, I feel like right, to actually yeah, no, get it's... any sort of randomization, I would have to do it. A, You're much more conscious of it. Yeah, so we got uh, the six of hearts, which is blank, and we got the seven of diamonds, which is for my family. Okay. Um, okay, so. So, so we have a choice two, here. Yeah, the two options we have for an unmarked heart. Um, this person was responsible for you gaining your powers. Mark the card with the name of a scientist or sorcerer. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure on this one. Yeah, <laughs> like, like then, the only option there would be the lucha equivalent of Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, um, true. Then some sort of wrestle wizard showing up and like bestowing powers would be good. But the, um, I feel like I would want to do that in worldwide wrestling as opposed to this. Yes. Um, then. Uh, then alternatively, Diamond, you gained your powers in order to defend this ideal. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's yeah, correct. Um, my family. Right. He, he became um, a wrestler because he needs to fight crime, but he has to do it flashily and non-lethally so he can impress his little sister back home. Yes. Yeah. And maybe it was less, like, just to impress her and more, like, something happened that made him realize how at risk... She was just in, for in terms of like violence and stuff in the situation they they were in, and he was like, "I've got to learn how to be able to like jump off of a rope 
and like knock the fuck out of a guy. <laughs> As you do. I, yeah. That, 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 well, that was that was pretty straightforward. And then the other the other card, we just do not deal with that. And so shuffle your discard pile back into your deck. All right. So still part of the origin thing, we have your first arc. And not long after you got your powers, events unfold that invite you to use them. Draw six cards and assign four of them to the following statements. All right, this is so why I got confused because it's like we're drawing six out of eight. That yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. So we're getting a lot of marked ones. Okay. So um, out of the uh, prompts of the statements, there are two for each suit. So um, what cards have we got? Here, I'll... Uh... I will say them out, but also like put them in chat here in uh that's a good see idea. Here, gameplay. So we have um, the Ace of Clubs and the Four of Clubs. Uh, we have the Nine of Hearts, the Ace of Spades, the Nine of Diamonds, and oh shoot, sorry, Seven of Spades. Here, hold on. All right, there you go. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. So, first off, because there are two spades, um, I guess we'll just assign both of, uh, we'll assign both of the spades ones we drew to one of these. So, um, so the first one is blank. I mean, so the first one is. This became a symbol of your involvement. If unmarked, mark the card with your superhero symbol or description. When you draw this card in the future, this symbol stands for things which are connected to your superhero identity rather than literally your symbol. Um, how do you come to adopt this symbol in your first adventure? Now, we could because one of our spades cards is the one that is marked with his skills. We could apply that one to say, oh, the symbol of his involvement was his cool skills but i think because we're talking about symbols the natural thing here is to have his mask or the scarlet macaw specifically as a thing yeah that makes sense to me so like i guess yeah it says mark with your superior symbol i'm not going to like i don't know if you wanted to put like a the silhouette of a of a parrot's head or something like that. Oh, okay. Hold on. I think just his mask. It's fine. Um, I don't... Let's see. So, that's that's one. Uh, we're supposed to assign four of them, though, right? Yeah. You, you probably want to go over more than just, like, the, the spades up front. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because um, we also have... Uh, the, yeah, we have, good... we have our, our hearts, which uh, which is uh, Julia, and that could be, well, probably not this person was your direct opposition, so this person was directly threatened by events, makes sense to me, with yeah, what we've that's... been building so far, Yeah, um, if we wanted to go that route. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we don't have any diamonds marked yet, so... So uh, well, ignoring or rejecting this threaten, uh, this threaten to bring down disaster... Or this helped you avoid disaster would would be possible. 
Um, and then for clubs, we have uh, we have the Chuck Atlas Gym marked. Uh, and so we could e- so we have either one extra club that we could mark, or we could use the Chuck Atlas Gym for the climactic showdown took place here, or this place suffered heavy damage. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well. Hmm. So okay. So so I think if we're like if we're just like divvying it up so that we're doing one of each suit, that sounds like a good approach to this, just to arbitrarily. Yeah, we pick can do that. Out. Okay. Makes sense to me. All right. Um, so, like we said, I like the idea of Julia was directly threatened by events. Um, okay, so, so... Let me see here. So that's a uh, nine of hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so How the are they qu- threatened? And did yeah. you save them? That's right. We have not... So we haven't figured out... Who the direct opposition was. Um, and it sounds like we are not interested in actually determining that right now. Yeah, I think it's. I think in this case it's just faceless crime. It's just, you know, mooks, thugs. Yeah, like maybe when he start, first started, like, doing vigilantism, he did that thing where he bumped up against a sort of, like, minor racket or something like that, and they decided to come down on him. Yeah, or or even uh, even Julia was the one who who found out, you know, like saw something that she wasn't supposed to, and they they started tracking her down. Oh, that is that is classic, definitely extremely classic. <laughs> okay, um, so um, I'm just I'm doing like very brief summary. I might flesh this out, but I'm just going to write down. Um, hold on. Um, Threatened by no name toughs. That sound appropriate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. guys, this is in the 70s and 80s, so it'd be like guys with like cut off shirts and, and denim jackets and fingerless <laughs> gloves and shit like yeah, that. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a, it's mm-hmm. an 80s comic, so it's an uh, unrealistically and questionably like multi ethnic crime gang. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the Benetton ad of of breaking windows. <laughs> All right, and then did you save them? Um, I, I I feel like we it now. There's the possibility of killing off the beloved. No, yeah, but we're no, not we're not going to. Up. Not this time. <laughs> so, um, Scarlet Macaw is not that dark of a hero that he needs right, death in his yeah. origin story. Exactly. Um, so, um, just the, so the simple question is, how did we save her? Um, hmm. That, I mean, the, the, the obvious answer is doing some cool wrestling moves to guys, but do we need like a more specific thing? <laughs> no, I think that's, Not I think that's probably no. it. Yeah. Like, he probably, he probably also like put on a bit of a show. Yeah, especially because to do it as well. Yeah, especially because like he's sort of got the whole thing of like he he does things kind of flamboyantly. Yeah, so like he kind of he like distracted them enough for her to to get away while also you know beating the bricks off of those guys, putting them in headlocks and stuff, yeah, camel clutches and whatnot. 
sounds good to me. Then for diamond, we've just got the one diamond that is unmarked. Mm-hmm. And so I forget, did we already, Joe, you, you were talking about these. Did did we like pick one of these that we want to do? It's ignoring or rejecting this threatened to bring down disaster or this helped avoid disaster. Oh, um, I didn't. The... I didn't pick one, yeah. but this this seems like a, a relatively positive scene. Yeah. Uh, but like, if we wanted to have it be sort of a a a Spider Man esque, like you know, like I could have I could have saved or I could have done more mm. type of thing. We could have that be uh, be part of it. Yeah, and um. And also to clarify, because I didn't say this at first, that each suit serve represents a theme, and for diamonds, it's values. So, like, lessons, principles, that sort of thing. So, either a value that he ignored and then, like, learned from that, or something that, by acting on it, he avoided disaster. So what sounds good here? We can just, like, come up with a thing... Like so, a value, and then decide which of those two it meshes best with. Yeah. So maybe since he's a uh, maybe it sounds like a wrestler and not like a uh, a police officer. His first instinct when the situation came up was to like try and like keep him and Julia out of it. But like there was that like that voice who told him that like he had to do the right thing, and mm. so he's like, you know what, you should listen to that. That's that sounds good to me. So. In that case, um, so ignoring or rejecting how, what sounds like getting involved, I guess? Yeah, I think this is probably this helped you avoid disaster. Yeah, maybe like take responsibility or something. Oh, okay. So this is like Because it says here... Uh, it's like maybe it, it would have been worse if he didn't, didn't get involved. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, it says mark the card with an instinct that saved the day. Okay, yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's not a lesson learned. It's it's really more like something he had inside of him that called yeah. to him. Okay, that sounds good. Right about the key moment where you trusted your instincts and they were good. Um, I think probably it would have been like he saw a... Maybe in that context, like he didn't realize that Julia was like in trouble. He just saw these like these badniks like sort of <laughs> amassing um, these, to like put the put the hurt on someone. These seventies crimesters, exactly. And so he swept in and realized like, oh shit, it's my little sister. Oh wait, I've got mm-hmm. it. Oh, mm-hmm. these are the the toughs. Are, were actually his boys. Like they oh. were, they were dudes that he ran with in the streets before. You know, when oh he was my just God. some punk kid. <laughs> so he puts on a mask in order to hide his identity from them while he beats them up to save <laughs> his sister. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, definitely. That, that I, definitely sounds like some comic books. I'm also I'm thinking about all of this in terms of like the themes and stuff of him like being. Like, at least within his superhero persona being out, I, I definitely the idea of when he was rolling these guys was definitely a sense of like 
a, a whole lot of like performative like, <laughs> oh, yeah. heterosexuality in that process. There was a lot of half-hearted cat calls that happened. <laughs> For sure. Okay. He's just um, like, oh yeah, baby, you look like you pay your taxes. In that case, um, maybe maybe the value that helped him avoid disaster was being himself. Yeah. I like that. Okay, and I'm just going to do a little note. Um, claim for, let's see, key moment. Trusting instincts, probably just putting on the mask or something. Which sounds adverse to being yourself, but that's just how superheroes on sometimes, are sometimes. That's how it is, because yeah. the mask is the real who. Exactly. <laughs> Look, sometimes to be yourself, you have to be someone else who is not at all yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, finally, we have the clubs. So either the climactic showdown took place here, and this place t- suffered heavy damage. One of our options is the Chocolate Atlas Gym. Do we want a new place to be either of this, or do we want the gym to be the site of either of those things? Now, I feel like he's not going to have his climactic showdown in the gym. Also, yeah. I feel like the Chuck Atlas gym gets destroyed constantly. <laughs> it does yeah. note that if it is marked amend the place to place rebuilt. <laughs> so Yeah, we could just we we could all... easily do that. Okay, yeah. But That's then the not question a bad is idea. Then the question is how did the place get so damaged when like it was just a bunch of guys fighting? Yeah, that that doesn't make too much I, sense unless I, it was a really, really bad. Maybe gym. like an electrical fire. Yeah, uh, but at, le- at least ooh, as we, started. but like at least as we've kind of like gone over for Chuck Atlas Gym, right? Like before, it's built for superheroes. Yeah, true. Hmm. At least it is now. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe this is why it's built that way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be Chuck Atlas's regular guys' gym. Yeah. But then even the regular guys could set it on fire. It's they're like, okay, fine, it's a superhero gym now, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the nineties rebranding really hit it like in a big way. Yeah. So how did the place Check get out, so damaged? Yeah. So for how it got so damaged, um now keeping in mind that this is not where the big confrontation took place, maybe the guys like wrecked it up or something in the process of whatever the whole arc was i'm sure this makes sense maybe maybe there's an editor maybe they couldn't uh maybe they couldn't take on scarlet bacall but they could like get back at him by like since he mm. was protecting the gym they could like wreck it oh so that was sort of the the trade-off for saving his sister yeah they trashed his spot they trashed <laughs> yeah. his favorite place yeah okay and I'm just so I'm right there. The tufts trashed slash burnt it. Threw bricks through the windows and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. There's probably like one like wise guy who decided to like chuck in like a Molotov cocktail or something like that. Yeah, you and learn how to like, make one on the internet. And... Yeah. In the seventies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, back know. then the internet was just called the Anarchist Cookbook, and you had to like yeah. print it. You had to like. <laughs> 
you know, print it on paper and pass it around. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of him being like an extremely C-list villain just called the wise guy. <laughs> In I really comics, love that guy's called the calculator. I really love how criminals is just sort of like dudes. If you go back far enough in comics, it's just like guys yeah. who show up and they have hats and jackets and like it's time to do some crime. He lights so, like, the multile. He likes he lights the multile and he goes. Nick, 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 nick. <laughs> Superman Superman dealt with guys who like used like rig pinball games and shit like (laughs) yeah you need Superman to solve that problem (laughs) well um so the final prompt is simply write about your first arc what happened I feel like we kind of just did Um, yeah we've got a, a a loose assemblage of a story here but uh, we got what well, then we have to do is uh, write the memory of the arc on one of the assigned cards. Ooh, okay. So um, that sounds like Julia was a big deal. We could uh, use her, or maybe the gym. Yeah, I think using her makes sense. Yeah. So what? Ha- so like, let's let's try and get our story straight here. Um, so young so, Sebastian Santiago is taking care of his kid sister Julia, mm-hmm. and uh, and finds uh, finds that he can be sort of himself in this uh, in this gym. Like right. he finds like like his his almost his calling. Right. Uh, uh-huh. Then he uh, then he starts running with some. Uh, Running with some some street toughs, maybe to get some extra money or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, like he he needs he needs like he needs something from these these people, whether it just be validation or yeah. or like something more physical. Honestly, he <laughs> might need, he might need he might need money like to get the stuff to make like a cool mask and shit. Maybe. Yeah, you know, rest, like uh, wrestling training is not free. Right. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a bunch of carnies. They're gonna get some money from. Yeah. Gym membership Though, also not free. Yeah. Also, this yep. is this is also notably after he gets his powers, quote unquote powers. But it's 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 like it. This is this actually wound up being very close to the Spider-Man deal. Now that I think about it, he gets his powers and he's like, "Yeah, I've got this. I'm looking out for number one," and then. He realizes, like, oh no! I if if I go if I if I carry on like this, the people I love are going to get hurt. Yeah, that makes so, sense to me. So maybe he was maybe as a kid he was running with these, but now as like a young adult, he found his true calling, got gets his powers. Then the then the confrontation happens where his kid his now his his sister is in trouble. And he has to he has to fight off these people without letting them know who he is. That that sounds that sounds great to me. And then in retaliation, they they know that they know that there are mass wrestlers that that work out from this gym, so they trash the gym. Yeah. That yeah no that that works that all works I like that. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that is. Our first arc done. So right I got a, It's telling me to write the memory of the arc on the card. Do we have like a like a short punchy um, version? Hmm. Uh, 
Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, con- maybe just like confronting old gang. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do, do, do. Oh, yeah, because we can uh, pull this in later in other arcs. Yeah. Yeah, that's the main, that's sort of the main hook of this is that con- it's it's not just about superhero narratives. It's about superhero continuity and the fact that it's a big old snake eating its own tail. And deciding that the tale needs a sexy reboot. <laughs> okay, so we're close to an hour. Um, I figure we can do at least one more arc. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Sure. Yeah, we got uh, our steam going here. Okay, so there's a bunch of arcs here, and I'm now thinking if if Chris wanted to add any more features... A random dice table for picking a, <laughs> for picking an arc would be uh, pretty handy, but we can honestly, if we do this in alphabetical order, the next one will be Adventure, a basic superhero story. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Another one I was looking at was Crime Fighting. I was also Ooh. looking at Crime Fighting. That, that Ooh, really looks see. up uh, Scarlet McCall's alley. It's like a. Oh yeah, yeah. Not all heroes fight alien invasions, supervillains, and underwater base. Or deal with the global threats. Some fight regular crime or injustice. That's what you're doing now. That does sound good for as he's still getting started. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just write arc two crime fighting. Okay. So requirements none. Um. Hey, stop that. You're tackling crime in whatever way you do. You have powers, but they have numbers. There'll never be any shortage of crimes in process. Um, <laughs> There's so many crimes here in Halcyon City. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. That's this why you seems... need so many heroes. There's just so many crimes. <laughs> I like to think that there's so many crimes in Halcyon City. Because there's an idea of like, well, yeah, there's a lot of heroes here. But if there's enough crime, then maybe I'll get lucky and not yeah. get stopped. <laughs> yeah. Look, Superman can only be in one place at a time. He can move really fast, <laughs> but like... <laughs> and if he's going to choose between like me and the guy who has like, a, a lady tied him to a, a railroad track, yeah. uh, which there are tons of in Halcyon City, apparently. <laughs> but if he's going to choose between one of those two, he's going to choose the lady tied to a railroad track, because I'm just trying to steal some muesli from the convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, just doing, I'm just shoplifting. I was just thinking, Halcyon City better have a bunch of trains, because if there's a oh, bunch yeah. of like supernatural eccentrics, there's got to be some sort of industrialist type right oh i want want some sort of i want some sort of horrible immortal atlas shrugging (laughs) (laughs) the halcyon city's ley lines refers to the trains that inexplicably are still operated inside the city's boundaries oh god yeah (laughs) i I know i've definitely talked about like cool subways and stuff before but there's probably some like just dusty old trains yeah, it's like uh, like oh, when we drive around, sometimes there'll be just like a coal train going still. True, but also one of the big benefits of trains is like doing stuff like interstate and stuff. And this is on an island. That's. I mean, mm. you still need to move heavy things around, or like vast quantities of things around. True. 
I was uh, I was thinking maybe there's trains to the mainland, but then I remembered the fucking uh, Bojack Horseman bit where they built a bridge to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh I yeah, was... you should probably not do that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I was feel like even about... <laughs> uh, I feel like even um, oh god, what's the even Mister Fantastic wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, yet. Not without it. <laughs> not yet. So, anyway. um, yeah, so draw four cards and assign two of them to the following statements. And once again, there are six, sorry, there are eight of them. Um, and so, well, first let's draw the cards and take stock of what we've got. And just to be sure, I'm drawing from the personal deck of with all the stuff that we've already marked up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and... um, it's I notice in crossover event it says add up to two fresh cards of any different suits to your discard pile. Yeah, um, and so I so, noticed that adventure has that, but crime fighting does not. Right, so crime fighting is gonna we're still gonna be a little bit mired in our origin okay. story if we stick okay. with this. All right, so, so if that's how we want to go, that's how we can go. But we can also do adventure to try to mix it up since we have so many marks. Uh, well, yeah, I can go either way. I kind of like the idea of... Like keeping it in his neighborhood still? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, So, okay. So, right. So, yeah. Draw four cards and assign two of them to the following statements. So, um, first off, I'll just let you draw the cards. All right. So, we have four cards. We have the seven of spades. Which is the mask or macaw symbol? Uh, the nine of diamonds, uh, which is his like motto or uh, value. I guess I put get involved, be yourself. Yeah. Uh, then we got uh, seven of diamonds, which is uh, for my family, and then we have the ace of clubs, which is blank. Okay. So, um, well, I guess let's see. Out of all of these, um, I'm just I'm just gonna read off the just I'm just gonna read off the prompts first, just real quick. The spade ones are use your powers to halt a crime in progress, or this complicates an otherwise simple crime fighting occasion. Hearts is this person gets involved in your crime fighting, or while you're capturing a criminal, someone makes an emotional appeal for you to have mercy. Ooh. Um, diamonds are you specifically fight crimes that threaten this principle, or one of the criminals that you capture presents you with a hard ethical question about what you're doing. And for clubs, you focus your crime fighting efforts around this location, or crews are hitting bank vaults, armored cars, or other stores of valuables. Um, so let's see. We have got, um, we've, right now we've got one unmarked one. Do we want to, uh, do that first? Figure out where the Ace of Clubs is going? Makes sense. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, do we want to have this be a, uh, uh, the, the, the focus your crime fighting efforts around this location? I think, yeah, we're already talking about him having sort of like a neighborhood, so maybe we can, uh, nail that down. That sounds good to me. Yeah, mark the card with a part of town known for crimes and trouble. Okay. 
So, my God, I have to pick one. Yeah, what's <laughs> what is a good sinister sounding nickname for like a for like a for like a block or two where shit happens in whatever the Gothamite district is is called? <laughs> I mean, you could literally call it Little Gotham. That <laughs> that might be a little on the nose. A little on the nose. Could yeah, that's where they put all the gothic what? architecture. I mean, <laughs> there's there's something to that. There's some the Cathedral Street. Ooh, I like Ooh, that. Okay, that's a good name. I like yeah. the idea of a lot of crime happening in the shadow of this huge fucking gothic cathedral. Yeah, that's cool. All right. If so. I if I if I know my vampire the masquerade, they do it to profane the legacy of Christ. Is why. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm I'm into that. Um, and so then, uh, we have the seven of spades, which is the mask slash macon. Oh, it's sort well, of. Well, oh, yes. We need like a. It says why here. Oh, so okay. Why here? Of, yeah. So, Cathedral Street. Maybe it is partial. Like I like the idea that it's partially just like, like high walls, long shadows. It's just like good yeah. cover. Uh, probably also uh, poverty. And lots of <laughs> lots of good like social cover too. Like, like yeah, you can just look like a regular Joe Schmo very mm. easily in this part of town. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm into that. This is some good. This is some good imagery we're getting into already. Like, some cool shit going on here, especially with the flamboyantly gay luchador fighting in Cathedral Street. There's some there's yeah. some cool shit going on here. It, it definitely makes me think of if, like, Spider-Man showed up to, like, Daredevil's neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, why does it suck so bad over here? <laughs> uh, Alright, um, so... And then, I, and then going back to something where we definitely have to use uh, stuff we've already picked for Seven of Spades is the Masket or Macaw, which is um, specifically not necessarily just that symbol, but more the idea of him as a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, so either you use your powers to halt a crime in progress, or this complicates an otherwise simple crime-fighting situation. Um and hmm. so the hmm, so this is interesting. I think the, the I think the idea is that if it was unmarked, it would represent another superhero, and that they could like mess things up for you. Um, so there are definitely ways that that could work, especially because part of his identity as a superhero is the flamboyantness, and like maybe that is not always the most pragmatic way to fight crime. Yeah, um, but yeah, it like would... it's it's something very basic, and then like he kind of elevates it just by putting on a show a bit. I've also I've also been considering. We haven't talked a lot about his like look, but I've been thinking that he's probably got like kind of a cape, but like instead of just like a regular cape, sort of the I've def I've definitely seen like the kind that sort of like attaches to the arms, you know, to create sort of like a half circle deal, maybe got like kind of a feather pattern to fit the whole, you know, macaw sure. deal. I'm here's the funny thing. I'm thinking about the luchador themed pokemon here. When I'm drawing <laughs> this. I'm yeah. Let me see if I can find some actual like 
Exoticos for you here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also also using your powers to halt a crime in progress would be would also be very easy to do. If yeah. you don't want to have to like dig Seems for that like as the easy much. One. Yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm good for for that. So uh, basically, do we want things? Do we want his gimmick to be going in his favor or against his favor for this event? Hmm. I think it's. I think this is like where he he realizes that the whole world isn't going to be with him. Right. So, like this. This is his identity causing some friction. Hmm. Yeah. Which would yeah, because that's uh, that's very much like what our masks game is about, right? Like it's right, yeah, exactly. Sort of like oh yeah, the the world doesn't necessarily work the way everyone wants it to when they're heroes, and so could some some uh, uh uh can't think of the c word. I can't think of it right now. Uh, there are consequences essentially for right. everything. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So I guess the basic I so um let's see. What were you doing and how did they mess it up for you then? It might honestly be easier to work backwards from that to figure out a <laughs> a possible complication and then figure out what it could complicate. So I'm not too familiar with uh, with exotico luchadors. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm looking. I'm not seeing a lot of masks, honestly. Ah. Uh, so no, no, you're good. I'm just honestly like Scarlet McCall is probably doing his own thing, but because uh, you know um, uh, exoticos are usually like sort of heels put in to lose, you know. Right. Of yeah. But, uh, um, the world's first face exotico. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's part of it. Yeah, man, that is yeah, a he... good outfit, though. That I'm oh looking yeah, at you oh just yeah, no doubt. That, yeah, maybe he's is... like, you know what? No, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the mysterious, awesome, masked hero, and yeah. super fucking gay and flamboyant. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got to have this low cut. V-neck that I'm seeing. Yeah, the right singlet here. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love so, of, so of course I'm automatically thinking like this is <laughs> this is slightly less slutty than Plastic Man's costume, but you know it's hard. <laughs> oh dear. Um. So, so yeah, so maybe he's just like maybe he's just like trying to foil a robbery or something like that, and like like some otherwise neutrals like bystander or something. Someone like decides to be a shithead to him. And that <laughs> yeah, he gets a heckler. Surprise. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why. Like I don't know. It's just like a convenience store or something like that. <laughs> Boo! Oh, your yeah. singlet's so low cut. <laughs> um. Let's see. We hate your huge pecs. <laughs> So well-oiled. Uh, yeah. Brimming with the spirit of justice. I hate it. You know, Owen was telling me the other day how bizarre the, like, backlash against Raiden and Metal Gear Solid 2 is from today, because it was all like, this dude's (laughs) too fucking sexy. 
Yeah. Why is he so hot? <laughs> he needs to be grimier and shittier. Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> There was yeah, there was <laughs> And that was like so, that, was, that was like the most that was like Let's just bring one, back Let's what bring was back solid snake. To? No, we need definitely more definitely straight. We need more stubble and smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On my big beefy straight man. Yeah. <laughs> This guy doesn't even have some nerdy little wimp that he has and goes with him everywhere. <laughs> like a real man. <laughs> anyway. This is, this is not Lucha, but I am sent, while I was looking for Ejoticos, uh, oh. I found uh, incredible costume work for uh, someone from the AEW named Sunny Kiss. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. Sunny Kiss yeah. rules. Yeah. Damn. Also, Damn. Uh, just one more. <laughs> this one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, that's a great look. Sarah's gonna be like, see the stuff we posted here, and be like, "Hey guy, what, what happened? Last what night? I miss? Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, that that feels like that point has been covered. Then I think. Yeah, I don't think we need to get into the specifics of what the horrible person says to our beloved yeah, Lacoste. Exactly. Um. So we have. We got two diamonds and then two diamond prop prompts, so we got to figure out. Um, so one of them is the principle of get involved, be yourself, and the other one is for my family. So, one option, you specifically fight crimes which threaten this principle, and another one is one of the criminals you capture presents you with a hard ethical question about what you're doing. Ooh, that one yeah. could jive really interestingly with either of those. Yeah. Um... I think, hmm, the get in, the whole idea of threatening the principle of getting involved slash be yourself is a bit abstract, but the for my family thing also means the scale is a bit small, unless he's already starting to expand his definition of family. Um, thinking on it, I had all, when I was laying out in like his debut episode, what sort of stuff he did one of his things was just like you know standing up for like people who are like poor or victimized so maybe that could count as the... yeah it, it, all of cathedral street is his family right like the people he sees on the street every day that, that... who <laughs> who yeah. you know are victimized yeah. by society or Otherwise, uh, you know, are in dire straits. Like he considers them his family. Yeah, that's where he grew up. Yep, that sounds good. Um, but the hard ethical choice could easily be a criminal was doing something so that their family was safe. True. That that's the classic. His name was Jean Valjean. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. This, this is a tricky one. I'm. I don't. I don't know. Do either of. Do you two have any particular preferences? Oh. Um. No. Sorry. I'm sort of drawing a blank. Okay. I, say, I don't. I don't. To, I don't especially either. I'm good to just stick with the first one that Joe said then. Yeah. yeah we can leave in broad strokes. Okay. Yeah. So for Zoom my family. And so, what's the most notable crime you thwart? What's the most notable crime being perpetuated against the downtrodden of Cathedral Street? 
Hmm. Um. I I feel like I don't know if this this is the criminal or not, but I feel like I do want to. I I do want there to be a a thing where Scarlet McCall has to do a wrestling move to like a priest. Oh shit! Because like he's corrupt or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. there's like a corrupt priest who's like, is he like, is he like doing, is he manipulating people or is he like just straight up like working with goons to rob them or something? I think it's like an extortion racket, calling it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's so good. Like he goes around like, oh yeah, I'm here to collect your tithing, and then like, if they say no, then like, a couple of dudes come and rough up their shop. Yeah, the... And they leave satanic graffiti all over the place. (laughs) Because it's the 80s, and or the 70s. True. I'm I'm into that. There's there's gotta be, there's some dope shit of him like, doing a jump like, off of a pulpit or something. (laughs) Just... Clobbering this guy. Yeah. Sure. When uh, give him a stone cold stunner, he was like, "You can't hit me. I'm a man of the cloth." And he just like kick him in the gut and give him the stone cold stunner. Like yeah. you do, fucking Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. No, that's good. That's good. It's <laughs> like it's like the end of uh, Lethal Weapon Two, and it's like exactly. you, can't, you can't touch me. And it's like, watch this, motherfucker. And he's just, yeah, <laughs> just gives him a concussion. Maybe uh, like I don't know. Maybe he like cites a Bible verse or something <laughs> as he does it. Hell of yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, one of the criminals you capture presents you with a hard ethical question about what you're doing, and it is. Um, well, actually, there's no specific note about it being like specifically if it's marked, but um, but the. It would then related to for my family. So, what was the criminal up to? What was the question? And do you have an answer? Um, and then, if it is yes, what is it or no? The question haunts you. If the question comes to you later on, write it down. If an answer comes to you later on, write it down. So, the, it is for my family. No, I know it is. It's stand up, be yourself. Okay. It, so, what what sort of question could a criminal put to him that would make him? think about his values in relation to that. Wait, I thought we already had four. We, is this number four that we're on, or... Oh, wait. Is it number four? Hold on. Oh. Uh, this wrong. is number four, yes. This is number four. Oh, okay, we had. Okay. It's okay. We had Cathedral Street. We had Complication. We had uh, Crimes that Threaten the Principal. We could also... Um, I just realized... We could also do something from another from one of the other suits if that hold on yeah sorry we no wait actually we only drew four so we do have to do this one okay sorry about that oh it's it's draw four cards in the sign two that's what it was oh geez we did an extra one then i'm sorry i got ahead of myself that's fine you know this makes it for a better story anyways that's a good point yeah okay um so yeah so sorry about that um so this, yeah, this was all part of the "Hey, stop that!" element of crime fighting. Mm-hmm. We, there's, we... um, looking through crime fighting, there's quite a few uh, little little mini arcs to this arc. Ooh. So we should uh... maybe we should call it night there or something, and like come back and do the rest as the second half, or just we can, yeah. we can do that. Um, yeah.
yeah, I do not want to necessarily have this go on too long. We are already at what I would consider a comfortable episode length. Yeah. So. And I think um, we can get another hour or so, since there's another two, like, sub-arcs. Yeah, that sounds sounds good to me. Um, So, yeah, so thank you for listening to this first glimpse of um, C-Issue X starring Scarlet Macaw. As as you just saw, we're still getting used to this, um, but we're definitely enjoying it. This is leading to a lot of fun, like, prompts, and we already know infinitely more about this character's backstory than we did before. True. Yeah. So, uh, join us next time for at least, at least one more episode of this retroactive continuity exploration. And until next time, stay big, gay, and nerdy. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Elliot, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hellblood Hands, Jack Toops, Charnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the lauded gay nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and Facebook. And if you just want to hang out, join the Big Gay Nerds fan club Discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.